Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And I'm Leah Bross. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film, and the other is seeing it for the first time. And this week, we watched the 2006 horror film, The Descent, which was my pick because A, I like horror movies, B, I like movies about women, and C, I thought this movie was actually very good and quite scary. It's not a movie about women. It's a movie. It's about. It's a a movie with women. I feel like it's about women. But anyways, I think I couldn't tell you the first time that I saw it. Um, it was recommended to me by a friend. So you didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it in the theater. No. Okay. Um, so I think it was probably a rental. Um, and it would have been around about the time that it came out. So, um, it really stuck with me the first time I saw it. I think a lot of the imagery is why I liked it. And watching it again last night, I think there's some really great, like the moment where, um, the fuck's her name? The main character, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah is standing there and she's come out of the pool of blood. You're not going to say, no, that's the worst fucking part. What are you talking about? She's standing there. She's got her weapon in one hand. Just grossly cliche. Oh, I thought it was great. But I, I think, if I'm thinking and, and watching it again, I still think it's good. I actually think it aged pretty well. And the things that I find really scary about it, um, it's the ca- the cave. Like, they build up this really good suspense in the cave. And I got to tell you, small spaces scare the shit out of me. Um, being in the pitch black scares the shit out of me. Creepy, bat-like, humanoid creatures scare the shit out of me. Um, it's weird. The... the, the the stakes get pretty high pretty fast. Um, so I like that. But I guess um, I grew up in a town that had, like, we have famous caves. And um, I spent some time in caves. And actually, <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm familiar. Um, and, like, you know, you go, you tour a cave, and a lot of times they're all lit up and stuff. But I definitely went on a, there are two caves where I grew up, the Mark Twain Cave and the Cameron Cave. And the Mark Twain Cave is very kind of, you can get married in there. It's really commercial. It's Everything's very, yeah. lit up all to hell. And yeah. But I'd never been in Cameron Cave until last summer. And if you ask the tour guides there, which is the caviest cave, they will tell you it's the Cameron Cave. Because it's not lit up in there. You go in with a flashlight and it's just dark and there was a moment there was a spot where if you wanted you could crawl through like this tight little space and my sister 100% did it and I was like fuck that and I'm not doing it like mm. no, not even not a chance I'm sure um, it wasn't really that tight right the problem I have with caves is one like I can get through those spaces fine but the realization that I'm gonna have to go back through mm. 
is what what troubles me. So like when we've gone caving before, yeah, there've been some really tight spots to there was one where in order to get to the mud part, which is where we wanted to be because you wanted mm-hmm. to just slop around in the mud like some kind of pig, mm-hmm. you had to go through this really long tunnel that it was rather difficult for us to fit through. And going in was one thing, but once you got into the large chamber and and no, there are no lights in there. Like you said, yeah, everything's mm-hmm. 100% pitch black until you turn your uh, flashlights on. But you have fun in there. And then there's that sudden realization of like, shit, I got to go back through that tiny little hole again. So you don't, you don't, so you don't necessarily like going through the tiny holes either. I don't. And I was thinking about it last night when I was watching it. I, I'm not claustrophobic. I actually think that tight spaces can be very comforting. My problem is not like if I ever feel like I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. then it's a problem. So if I'm in a space that's so tight and and if it's long so mm-hmm. that you can't see the end, um, that's when I'll start to get a little bit panicked because I feel like I can't, like if, if I feel like my chest can't expand yeah, or I can't get air, which is there was one part where like right before the cave collapsed behind them and Sarah was saying she was stuck and then she started to panic. That's what that's I would do. Feeling. I'm not scared in general of it. I'm 100% fine. But once that thought enters my head of, my chest won't expand. I, I can't see the end. I'm, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't mm-hmm. breathe. That's what will get me. It's kind of like when you first go into the darkness haunted house and you have to go through that part where it's just fabric and you can't see and you're just surrounded by fabric. It's like you're being you're being birthed. Have you done that? Have you been through that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we we went one year. Yeah, yeah. Because they still they had it this year. We did it again this year, and I hate that. Thing. I hate it because you the second you're in there, you're surrounded by fabric. You don't see an end. It's pitch black. You just feel like you're suffocating. I hate yeah. it. I fucking hate it. It's a really great start <laughs> to the. It's really great start to the house. So yeah. So I think I I can't remember why my friend recommended this movie. I think they were just like it's really good, and they knew that I liked horror. Um, I do think that they did a really good job of building up the suspense. The stakes kind of incrementally get bigger and bigger. There's lots of like little plot twists or perception shifts, you know. I mean, there's some obvious ones. I think they allude to that affair between Juno and the husband pretty early, like in the very first moments of the movie. You oh, kind of yeah. get that. You could see it right away. Yeah. yeah. And then you kind of are picking up hints that maybe Juno is leading them to a cave that isn't the one that they're actually supposed to be at. So they're, you're getting that. And then you get in there and everybody, and you have those realizations. Um, and then the big, the big kaboom, which is the, uh, the creatures, mole people. the mole, whatever there. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about watching. And, and, and the other thing I guess I want to say too, is the, that it's a female cast. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those uh, kind of trips gone wrong kind of movies like cabin fever is one of those. Um, I was thinking of, you and fucking cabin fever. Cabin fever, man. Um, Netflix is the ritual I haven't seen, but it's kind of a, in that same vein, and it's a little bit of that in the vein of that like backwoods kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, these aren't inbred hillbillies types; they're bat slash mole people. But still, I mean, there's probably some inbreeding that ended up going on down sure, there. Sure, right? How did they get that way? Um, well, they got that way from being trapped <laughs> in the caves. That makes sense. I'm just saying. Right. So it's a group of people. Um, who've gone on a fun weekend that turns to shit. So I feel like that's kind of a little horror movie tropey thing, but that they did it with an all-female cast. I think the relationships between the women, you don't ever really find out. I assume that they're all college friends. I mean, two of them are sisters. Some of them are from Scotland. Yeah, I didn't really question how they all got together. I I mean, it seems like they enjoy these kinds of activities. They're from all over Mm -hmm. the globe. So I imagine they're travelers and they probably, I figured that they probably met 
each other at different times during their travels, honestly. Like so-and-so probably, you know, took a year off and backpacked through Europe and that's Mm -hmm. where she met these others. And and then they just get together once a year, wherever. That was kind of how I interpreted it at least. Yeah. Yeah. And they're adding to the group. So Holly, Juno Mm -hmm. brings Holly, but Juno, Juno and Sarah have this really special relationship. It seems like they're really tight. And then you have also the, the tension of this trauma that they, that Sarah lived through with, her husband and daughter dying in a Final Destination style yeah. accident. That was rough. Um, which I felt like the gore at that in that initial moment was pretty subtle. Um, it wasn't super gory. I actually rewound it because mm-hmm. I, I saw it the pipes go fast. through and I was like, there was a brief flicker of blonde hair and I was like, holy shit, was that her kid? Wait, yeah. was that the husband and I just didn't see the hair right? It surely wasn't her because she's actually, so I had to actually rewind it and go back and... and see again so that's pretty subtle so you have that underlying tension and it kind of unfolds slowly you know Juno says I'm sorry I didn't stay longer and you see too when she finds out when she's in the hospital and she finds out that her daughter is dead she breaks down and who's there for her Beth but right. Juno's standing back and then and then apparently ran handle away it. Handle, handle it and leaves. but yeah. can we also talk about European universal health care this woman yeah, this woman was in a serious car accident I didn't she's think we able were- She's able to just like she's able to just like tear out her IV or what the fuck ever and roam the halls. And there are so many people there in these halls. People there in the were halls. nurses and doctors. Somebody pushed a gurney past her. She's in a hospital gown and she just like freaks out and collapses and nobody <laughs> nobody pays attention. Nobody pays attention. I'm just saying, like, say what you will about universal health care. I'm sure it's great for a lot of reasons. I think what you see there is the downside. It's crowding, really. Right. And then <laughs> That anyone can just rip out their IV and take off down the hallway. And that, you know, she's not my problem. It's not like I really get paid a lot to take care of her. So <laughs> she seems to have a friend. <laughs> it seems fine. I, uh, I guess, too, the way that they're portrayed. So that opening scene when they're on the fucking, in the whitewater, in the raft, and they're just fucking woo-girling it up. And I was like, oh, I hate this. I hated yeah. it. Oh, it was awful. Because yeah. I've been whitewater rafting, and it was great. And I guarantee you, there was not a single moment when I went, ah! Yeah, very woo girl. It was really gross. So that bothered me. But I, I thought, seeing them together in the cabin, you see what kind of bond they have, how they treat each other, how much they care about each other. They they were able to talk about some hard things. Um, Juno apologizes. I mean, it's, I thought that we didn't get, and, and, and really, you get a little bit of action in the beginning and then you kind of have all that preamble leading up to them getting into the cave and realizing what's actually going on. Um, but I felt like it was a sufficient, I didn't feel like it was too much. I felt like we got enough of them understanding who they were and what they were trying to accomplish and, you know, that kind of thing. And there I were, mean, they all looked kind of similar. Yeah. Like I was definitely lost a little at times with who was who, but the times that I was lost, I don't think it really mattered. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I knew one of the blonde women was in med school and another one was a blonde woman. <laughs> like, I don't really know who they are. I couldn't remember their names, but they are just all much out. women with They're mostly just, British accents. They, you know. None of them, were, one was British. Well, there was a okay. Scottish accent. There's Scotland, an Irish accent. Irish accent. Yes. There's a woman uh, with mostly American accent. Yeah. There was a Swede. Like, you're like, oh, they're mostly. Well, no, I, Leah. I, I, no. So, so the, the other thing I remember about this movie that was very affecting that pissed me, because I've seen it a couple of times. I like, watched it the first time. I've probably watched it one or two times since then. 
that I was expecting at the end of this movie that didn't happen was the original ending to the movie where she wakes back up in the cave. I was like, what the, f-? I was like, what the fucking fuck? Did you know about that being the ending before you watched it? Oh, no, I, that, the first time I saw it, that's what I saw. I saw the original. Oh, you saw the, you saw the European saw the version. The movie, yeah. And yeah. then I'm watching it on Netflix last night and she gets in the car and drives oh, off. And then, yeah, oh yeah, on Hulu, and turns around, and there's Juno, and that's the end of the movie, and I was like, no, well, wait. I, I, I had no I, idea. I, I was, uh, what what do they call it, a Mandela effect? I was having one of those moments. <laughs> I didn't, so I have, I didn't read anything about it going in. I mean, I had vague idea of, of what this movie was, but, like, I didn't read any of the trivia or anything going in. Watched the whole movie, got to the very end. I shit you not, as soon as it ended, I said to myself, what the fuck was that? Like, it, it was a stupid it was a stupid fucking ending that made zero sense. And then I read about that they had changed the ending and I was like, yeah, because that's what makes sense to do. And if you were going to have her, here's the thing. If you decided, if you really decided that it was too horrible and too hard for the Americans to handle, they just, oh, they can't they take her being like trapped that. in there. Oh. Americans who, by the way, dude, we fucking kill each other every single day with weapons that you people in Europe don't even allow in children's hands. And we like just give them to them as soon as they're born. I mean, obviously we're okay with the bad shit. It certainly seems that way. But if you really feel like we can't handle it, at least craft an ending then. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? Like she's out and she's fine and then she sees a ghostly image of her friend and freaks out. That It doesn't even track. It doesn't even track at all with who this person is or how she left her friend there or whether or not she's even her friend. Like it made zero sense. Well, that it- was what really pissed me off is that it made zero sense. And I started to think about it and I thought, yeah, it would have made like it would be better if she had actually stayed or didn't end up getting out of the cave. As far as a movie goes, it would be better mm-hmm. if that happened. And then found out that that is actually what happened. They yeah. just cheaped us on the fucking ending. No, the end, the American end made me really mad. Well, and it completely changes the movie because how much of the, because when she wakes up in that, when she wakes up and you realize that she's still in the cave, you kind of wonder how much of the movie was just in her head. Mm-hmm. Which, I heard that I read about that too. And I didn't, I didn't know there was a second one, but Hulu went ahead and knocked me right into the descent too. So I was like, well, all right, let's see what happened. And I watched like 20 minutes before I got super bored. Although it's, it's bad. I tried to watch it too. It's not good. Prince Charming is in it, which <laughs> was like, what the fuck is this? Prince Charming from, from, yeah. What is that show? Once Upon a Time? Once Upon yeah. a Time. Oh, yeah. He's all there. right. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Really. But it was, all I'm more of a people. Captain Hook, Robin Hood girl. So okay. if we're talking about that show. But, sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know who Robin Hood is in that. Did they have um, a Robin Hood? I stopped yeah. watching after yeah. a period of time. because He's great. Dumb. Yeah, Robin Hood's magic. Um, so, yeah, so I guess, did you, I mean, up to the point in the end where you were like, this is fucking stupid, what'd you think? No, I liked it. I, there were definitely parts that I didn't love. I think the part where, the part where she came out of the, the pool of blood and was just And like, I do want to talk about that pool of blood. She was just like, oh, look at me. I am strong woman. <laughs> I kill beasts. Roar. That was fucked up. And I laughed. Because it was so dumb. And especially when you have a movie that I thought it did a great job of creating this subtle underlying tension. Um, mm. Not just within the cave even, but between these characters. Yeah. There was that that element of subtlety that you don't tend to see in most 
horror movies nowadays. And that's what I love. That's what I need. Like, I, I think we've talked about this before. I can't handle it when all of a sudden there are random special effects and yeah, like, things they blow their water the early. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't care if it's earlier at the end. Don't fucking do that to me. So seeing her come out of the blood like that was ridiculous. It was just it was ridiculous. Fun to watch. And know? there were a couple of other moments too that were like there was there was at least one like close up shot of uh, Juno after she killed one of the things and she had the yeah. axe in her hand and it was the mm-hmm. same kind of thing. It was like yeah. dude, you don't need to don't just fucking don't <laughs> you don't need to do that. Don't do that. It felt but, cheap and gimmicky and I hated that. But the movie as a whole. I, I did enjoy. I, I really isn't it, um, isn't it a little bit playing into though that descent into madness thing where they're you know. No, I but, got that she was. I got that she was already kind of losing it in other parts. I didn't right. need to see like close up shots of her, you know, flexing her muscles and breathing hard and <laughs> the lingering shot of no. I don't need that shit. That was. I liked it. I like no. I the other thing, and I don't think I thought about it in other times that I've watched it, but last night when I was watching it, I just love the way this movie sounds. The trickle of the water in the cave, the sound of somebody moving over bones. It's like a giant two-hour, well, hour-and-a-half ASMR listen well, for me. it needs to be that way because caves are silent. And, and in fact, it's funny, that was one of the one of the issues that I actually kind of had with it. First of all, I love the fact that they need this medical student to like bend over the top of the dead mole person and investigate <laughs> Tell them how they can kill it. Yeah, what are order, we up against? In order for you guys to understand that it's blind mm-hmm. and probably probably goes through, you know, with uh, relies on hearing just like a bat. Like they live in the fucking dark. Obviously, they're blind. I would have assumed that from the beginning. And if they're going to have this great, amazing hearing and caves are inherently deathly silent, which anyone mm-hmm. who's been in one knows, those things are going to hear you breathe. I know. Yes. Yes. There were so many times where they were right on top of them. I mean, he's yeah. even standing. One of them was standing on top of one yeah. of the women at one point with exactly. just no recognition at all. So there's not a doubt. Da- it wouldn't surprise me if they could hear your heartbeat, if they've really been mm-hmm. evolving to that point in such a silent world and well, learning how to hunt. I, yeah, there's not a would, doubt in my mind that they, they would have heard them breathe. They would yell. And I was wondering if they were going to have like sonar capability somehow, like, you know how bats, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, the creatures seemed stupid to me. They I seemed like, like they were actually stupid. Like they were a low intellect. Uh, well, that could be. <laughs> I, I doubt that they had much education, just as an example. Right, sure. Um, they uh, had feelings. Like, they have, they miss their dead. I, I guess. I, mean, I that, didn't talk to them. I mean, I there wasn't, was there, like, an interview after the movie that you saw? No, like, the, the one, like, female creature who had long hair kind of saw one of the dead ones. and Which then, is weird, right? That the female has long hair and the men have no hair? I'm not sure how that happened. What is, like, that's not something Genetics, that man. You can't explain it. You can't no. explain the you genes. Can explain. You that can't explain make, that? That doesn't make any sense at all. You don't need to explain it, man. It's just nature. No, it's not, but it's not nature. That's my <laughs> point. And yet, no, it's not. But I will say this. 
the fact that they were so surprised that there are these creatures in the cave blows my mind because I assume anytime I go into a weird place that there are going to be weird things. Like you drift too far into the forest, you're probably going to either encounter gnomes, gnomes, fairies, trolls, or Bigfoot. Yeah. And if you go into a cave, you're probably going to encounter terrifying, uh, you know, huge salamander people, mm-hmm. mole people. I mean, th- these kinds of things. I would absolutely assume that already. So I don't know why they were. The other. So those are the only real problems that I had with the movie in general. Most of my other problems were with, uh, well, specifically Juno. <laughs> oh, let's talk <laughs> about like, Juno. What do you, you don't like Juno? I don't. Well, no, of she's course kind of a not. Bitch. Yeah, she's kind of a bitch. Um, but it wasn't even the bitch part so much as just the stupidity. There's the sheer stupidity of saying like, oh, I wanted us to all discover this cave together. So I didn't tell anyone we were going here and there's no one up top waiting for us because mm-hmm. everybody damn well knows if you're going to explore something like that, you need to have a team up top waiting and hearing. Yeah. Ideally, if you can communicate with them in any way, but even if you can't communicate with them, at least they should be knowing where you are when as best as they can so that they can try to get you out. And instead she lies about where they are. So the authorities aren't, wouldn't be able to find them anyway. Cause didn't mm-hmm. she say that they were going to some other cave? No, they, She's the not, other woman filed the flight plan in a yeah, different place. Yeah. place. Right. She doesn't, and then she doesn't tell them where, like the group of women, where they're going either. So none of that. It it was just so stupid. Well, and I got, I, it I made was me so about angry. We would she, not have been friends at that point. We would not have been friends anymore. She is the least, just by her actions, the least trustworthy of all of those women. And, but I got, I wondered if she was just always the leader, and she was the one who always set everything up, and so they just assumed that whatever she was doing was going to be safe and good, and because they'd done it with her before. They've they've gone into caves with her before, so what do they have? Why do they have well, to and not they didn't, trust her? It didn't seem like they didn't make it sound anyway like um like this was something she typically did, of you know taking them way off the beaten path and not telling them, mm-hmm. or taking them somewhere where they really didn't have a clue where they were. If they did say that, I missed it, so I didn't get the feeling that this was just who she was. I kind of was getting the feeling that she is desperate right now. She's really desperate to get over this tragedy. And to get her friend back and to, yeah, and to, to prove herself. And um, and I can appreciate that. I was just pissed that she was so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I so you've climbed. You've climbed yeah. on things. Not in caves. Do you know how slippery those surfaces are? By the I, way, sure, I yeah. did get a chance to drive over by the new Climb So Ill. And you can see inside at night all the lights are on. And it does look so ill. So ill. So ill. Not that that's why they call it climb so well but anyway why do they call it that oh is it, uh someone Illinois? had to explain it to me yeah okay yeah. <laughs> that um, but i always i always thought the name of that climbing gym was so stupid i was like climb so ill like whatever brah and then somebody explained to me why it's called that and i was like well i guess i'm the asshole um but yeah it looks really cool inside so but anyway what the parts where they're really so they 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 climb through the tunnel there's the collapse so they can't go back that way they yeah. lose a rope bag. They come to uh, an edge uh, and they can they got to cross over. And so somebody has to set all of the equipment up so that the rest of them can get across. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, no one has ever made more noise or grunted so loudly yep. as, the, as this woman did when she was getting that set up. Yep. 
It was intense. Do you grunt that hard when you're climbing? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in fairness, no, I mean, hanging cams like that, it would be tough. I, I, I still hearken back to the beginning, though, of the movie when they were woo-wooing uh, yes. on their whitewater. I, I got the feeling that some of these women just like to make noises. They're just loud. Yeah, they just seem to like to make sounds, which is dumb in a cave <laughs> filled with mole people. But, yeah, she definitely... But they didn't know my biggest people. My biggest problem... So, first of all, the, the thing with her removing the cams, and I did see a lot of trivia about this, too, where people were like, that's insane. Why the hell would she do that? It's attached to the rope. There's no reason to remove it and then hook it onto a carabiner. Like, you ridiculously stupid person. Okay. Just another sign of Juno. Yeah, just another sign of Juno. She went back to, to save yeah. the equipment. Yeah. Just go ahead, reach up, remove the cam. It just drops down the rope that's already yeah. attached. Okay. Dumb. But my other thing is, when she fell and the rope ripped open that girl's hand, all yeah. I could think was, all I could think was, you have all this climbing gear, and you don't have a belay. You really don't have a belay going because if you had the belay on, it would lock everything out of place, and you wouldn't have just ripped your hands up. Ripped your hand up. Stupid, stupid girl. And maybe they didn't have one. Maybe they didn't. I didn't go through her pack, but you should have been prepared for that. Like you saw how much she was struggling. <laughs> you should have 100% been prepared for her falling. So let me let me ask you this. I hadn't thought about this last night, but who of those women is the most badass? Like, and I'm not talking about climbing. I'm just like how how they went out because pretty much all of them go out except for Sarah. How they behave when they're in this crisis situation. Who do you feel like? Yeah, that one's a badass. Sarah. I think okay. I think I think Juno definitely has her moments when she's actually fighting the creatures. Mm-hmm. But the fact that when her friends need her, she, she gets fails. scared and takes off. Yeah, shows that she is a selfish. Weak, a weak. Selfish. I don't think she's selfish. I think she's weak-minded. I just okay. don't think she could handle it. I don't. She didn't. I mean, you could see it on her face. She didn't want to leave. It wasn't like a oh, you're down? Well, there are creatures coming. I better get on out of here. No, she, she couldn't she deal was, with it. Yeah, she just couldn't she deal with it. She's not emotionally Yes, you're right. She's yeah. weak-minded. She's not emotionally strong. I thought the the sister who was going to be a doctor, so she's climbing out on the ropes and then the creatures come after her and they slit open her throat but she goes to stab them even before she dies? But what no. a way to go. No. She had that knife open and ready to go long before anybody cut her throat. Like, as soon as they cut her, it cut her throat, and then she stabbed the creature, and I screamed at the TV, why the fuck didn't you do that before it cut your throat? Because <laughs> she was just hanging there with a knife. Like, what do you... Also, okay. Okay, Leah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> why are we not biting? You have to bite it. <laughs> like the creatures? Yes, these creatures are ripping into you with their teeth. You know what you do? Sarah did. She did bite bite. one. It took her, like, she was through, like, her 20th creature thing before she finally bit it. Why are you not just digging in with your teeth? I would 100%. And that's one of the reasons why I I would say that she was the the strongest or the most capable Mm. or badass, if you want to say that, too. But she did things that I think a lot of other people would really hesitate to do like right. bite the fucking thing which you all should have done to begin with mm-hmm. or shove your thumbs into its eye sockets until it just yeah. kind of explodes like yeah and 100 when you're, when I you're in survival well. mode like right. I, I did it when i was I've thinking had of dreams where i've had dreams there was a dream that kind of haunted me for many years and i was a kid i think i was like 12 or 13 at the time and somebody broke into my uh house into my room 
And I just remember, like, I leapt out of bed and I just started beating him in the head and bashing his head in. And then his head, like, deflated. That was what was so haunting to me. It was, like, the head, like, deflated. But I, as I was beating him to death, <laughs> I, I felt nothing but, like, just you know survival instinct kind of fury like the same kind of thing yeah. that you would imagine right. that that they would be feeling that you want to kick in when you're right, in, right. in a situation like that yeah, yeah. exactly and i like feel like if you really have to fight only, we really only saw it from those two yeah and like, in fairness to beth okay well here's the she thing. didn't really get a chance i can't be fair to her though because when you see your friend getting you see one friend getting eaten and dragged away by a creature and your other friend is fighting for her life with another one and has an ax in her hand and you sneak up behind her without yeah, saying a word or making a sound. Like she, she embedded the ax. So first of all, as soon as she turned, I was like, oh shit, there's probably an actual person standing behind her and not one of these things. <laughs> kind of saw that coming. But as soon as you see that it went through Beth's neck, I was I was like, yeah, well, I'm not going to say you deserved it, but I mean, I'm not going to blame her for that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't, I can blame her for walking away. That was a shit thing to do to just leave her there. Oh my God. But, but doing that to her, you know, I get what? it. Make some I, noise. Watching Announce you, yourself. Watching Juno. <laughs> that's what I'm going to, from now on, whenever I go anywhere, I'm here. It is me. I, around. I, if I have an axe in my hand, I think you should. <laughs> in the days of social distancing, I should be six feet away from you anyway. And I don't think you could, you might still be able to reach me with that axe six feet away. It'd be a squeeze. You sneak up on Well, I'm going to be announcing myself now from now on. So, sure, which is good. honestly probably wise in the days of social distancing. Because we've been in our houses alone for so long. That's right. You, We're need, people to, you need people to know. But yeah, I, I guess I just watching it again and like watching Juno... I mean, it was an honest accident. Like, she yeah. didn't... It was an accident. But, like, the kind of person who would leave their friend to die alone is yeah. so awful. Like, awful. I don't know. I mean... I Especially, to, too, it, it's interesting that she fought so hard to hold on to Holly. Mm -hmm. You know, like, she saw... First of all, she didn't really see the life drain out of her because her pupils didn't blow they dilated which was strange right. but anyway she basically in essence saw the life drain out of her like she knew she was dead she was being eaten by these creatures and she still fought like hell yeah. to hold on to her friend but then when faced with and, and i think that's what happened in the beginning too with sarah's family i think it wasn't just a matter of my friend needs me my friend is hurt it was more I contributed to my friend's pain and I cannot yeah. handle that. And because I can't handle that, I just need to leave because I am yeah. weak. Run away. Run away. Yeah. So who do you think had the worst death of the people who died? Not the creatures, obviously. Oh, the one who was like being eaten alive. The, uh, after the doctor girl, not quite doctor mm -hmm. girl. It was her older lying. sister, older yeah, sister yeah. getting eaten alive. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the creatures, Although I will say this, like, Holly's broken leg, that kind of fucked mm -hmm. me up. That was right. And you know what? Holly took it like a champ, dude. She yeah. fucking handled that shit. She goes, she's laying down there, and she goes, I think I hurt my leg. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fucking bone is sticking out of your leg. I was like, oh, honey, no. It's <laughs> not just hurt. <laughs> I think she's a little bit in shock. But, yeah, the, the creatures were kind of, they were... They were biting people's necks like vampires. They were eating people alive like zombies. They kind of did all those things 
they were also doing like it was kind of the thing where like the t-rex in uh in jurassic park where it's like if you don't move or make a sound it won't know you're there (laughs) which doesn't make any sense you're right again it doesn't make any sense they should have been able to hear them breathing or hear their heartbeats and honestly their feeding techniques don't really make much sense either because you can see that there's this place where they bring all these bodies back to to actually feed on them so why are they like eating this one woman alive what you know what i mean they should be Mm -hmm. dragging her away too so that was also i I realize i may be getting a little bit too in the weeds with like the psychology of no no no. i think it makes a lot of sense (laughs) and i feel like you keep calling them mole people because they're to me they're bat people they had bat like ears i just when i think of people living beneath the surface and going blind and adapting to live under the we're mole people now (laughs) right i just think mole people no, were you surprised when the creatures showed up? Or did you kind of, um, they were foreshadowing it a little bit. I, I didn't know exactly what they were going to be met with. So what I knew about this movie going in was that it was about women who go spelunking and spelunking. Um, w- women, <laughs> women who go in a cave. Women who spelunk. Yes, yeah, so like it, about, it was about some spelunking chicks and uh, and they're met with some kind of like I knew there was gonna be some kind of horror or supernatural kind of element but I didn't really know what it was um so no it didn't surprise me but I also didn't know exactly what they would find but then again like I said I would assume that something like that would be living in the game <laughs> <laughs> so it would have been you know too bad you weren't in the group I know. I also, you know what? If I were in the group, I, I would have told them not to go through that tiny, narrow space when they first found it. Like, what are you doing? This is a tiny, tiny space, mm. and we have no map, and we don't know where we're going. I would have stayed behind. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone in there. I'd be like, you bitches are crazy. I'm going to hang out here and wait for you. And then when everything collapsed in, I would have been like, mm. shit, guess I got to go get help. <sighs> I didn't realize that all of those caves were sets. They were built. Yeah, I, that it was makes pretty sense. impressive. It was really impressive, though. I find that, and that they, the way that they shot it, they wanted to just use the light sources that they were holding. I felt like that was they, they put a lot of thought and effort into it. And honestly, I feel like outside of the cave, maybe it doesn't hold up so well because there's really no cell phones or anything like that. But, but maybe that's but even a good that thing. Even, and who cares? Yeah. Like yeah. that doesn't it doesn't matter. It's not like there was a time where I thought mm-hmm. they should have or would have called for help or something. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I feel like it aged pretty well. I feel like it holds up. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of impressed with that. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be handing out any. I think the thing that aged the least was Holly's hair. I saw poor, her. Poor thing. That I was saw her, her hair and I rough. wanted to just like, yeah, it was, oh God, it was bad. It was really bad. I mean, that was really, like that was worse than seeing one of the creatures tear into somebody's neck. That was, that was would you, would you want to be in that friend group? With the, friends with those women? So, yes and no. I will say, <laughs> you're going to make me sound like such an asshole. <laughs> but nothing new. Yeah, it's true. In the beginning, uh, that morning, you know, they're all getting together and they take a picture outside. And, and we've just seen them. For, okay. All right. Let's backtrack. Before that, even. Before that, they're all gathering. And it's all of these women gathered around. And one of them, you know, they're in the cabin and they're having a great time and one of them's like who wants a drink and they're all like oh me and all I could think was wonderful a gaggle of women drinking this sounds great and then they're just like sitting around kind of being obnoxious and and Beth comes out in these jammies that I think were quite cute 
you I would, would you would, would fucking say that 100 percent. i would have owned those and, <laughs> and she doesn't even defend herself she's just like they were a gift well why would you have to bring gift jammies with you on this trip that doesn't even make sense you obviously love them she wants to wear them yeah you want to wear them and just own it bitch like just yeah. fucking own it so, so are you yeah. are you the beth of the group I probably because she didn't somebody say something somebody called her old at some point too (laughs) (laughs) they called her old she was wearing awesome pajamas she seemed to (laughs) kind of be like chill about stuff and not really wooing over things so I probably was but I would have I would have announced announced myself (laughs) (laughs) so there's that um, but the, the the point when they all are all taking that picture, because I, you know, you know that there are a group of them, but I couldn't quite pinpoint who was who and how many of them exactly there were until that point when they kind of lined up and took a photo, which I thought was a, a good technique, too, so that you uh-huh. get a feel nice. for exactly who these people are, how they are. Um, there are six of them. Like, I didn't really know for sure up until that point even how many of them there were. Um, but they took that picture. And my very first thought was, no, no, that's too much estrogen for one trip. <laughs> What if it's four of us? Four is okay. Four, we've done that. And and it's been great. Four women together, going through the wilderness, blazing trails. That's (laughs) perfect. With a baby. Yeah, well, there's a baby. With a baby. We should have taken her into a cave just to see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I haven't been on a trip. I've been on with five, maybe. And was that too many? Wait, no, it was five until Ange puked in the car and had to go home. Oh, yeah. See, that's right. We had to get rid of her. We had so, to get rid of one. To so take I don't down. think it's ever been more than, I think it's only been like three or four. Really, I do. Because when we took the trip to Joshua Tree, there were men. There were yeah, four women. There were four, which, four in women. Fairness, two that guys. was a lot like having six women. <laughs> With those men? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and And it was a bit much, you know. <laughs> You guys could have gone climbing with us. You didn't want to hit no, the rocks. Because I'm not, no fucking way would I have gone into that cave. No fucking way. You not, wouldn't have gone in? Nope. You wouldn't have even repelled nope. in like, ah, uh, no, nope. the repelling's the best part. Not a chance. So so you're probably really interested in the first part where they just go down in that hole. Yeah, the repelling. <laughs> I mean, it looked really pretty and everything, but I, I mean. I would have 100% gone in. Um, I looking into a super 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 tight space where you don't know what's on the other end and you don't know how tight it's going to get that I wouldn't have necessarily Mm -hmm. done Um, because it's very easy to get yourself wedged in and not be able to back out and I think part of that is a trust thing too so you know you asked if I would have gone on a a trip with these women and I I, yeah I mean they seem cool you know I Mm -hmm. would have but I wouldn't have gone through that experience with them if I didn't if I didn't really know them and trust them, which it seemed like they did with each other. So, I mean, that's, that's I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it even with people I know and trust. Like I, Jim and I did a tour of Antelope Canyon um, in Arizona, which is just beautiful. And I remember it was, I mean, it's in the desert and it's this like, I think they call it a slot Canyon, but the way the water's carved it up, it's just really impressive and beautiful. And you're going through it and, it started to sprinkle and they were like, we need to get out of here because it can flash flood like nobody's business. And I was like, are you kidding me? It's just a sprinkle, but okay. I guess people in the desert are weird about rain. Well, if it sprinkles here, it might be raining really heavily down the way. I mean, that's, that's the thing. You're not worried about what it's doing right here. (laughs) You're worried about what it's, what's happening a mile or so down or a few miles down. Um, 
So you wouldn't have have done any of that. Would you would you have gone whitewater rafting? Uh I mean I've been in a just an inner tube through class one rapids and that that's good enough for me. I, I class mean- one. So so you were <laughs> in an inner tube. <laughs> so what you're saying is you got in a tube and went over a rock at I did. one point in your life. Yeah. And that was enough. I don't know. I would probably do whitewater. It just it makes me nervous. Um, yeah, I mean it's kind of scary. That's the fun of it. The risk of it. I'm not I'm be- you know, going into a, a commercial cave is hard enough. You know, going over those class one rapids in my inner two with my ass hanging in the water was hard enough. I just don't think I've got it in me to do anything else. Like, and definitely no kind of any kind of high. So that's the other problem with caves because there's, it's dark, there are tight spaces, and then there's heights too involved. And I just can't handle that either. It's so scary. I think my biggest uh, I wouldn't say necessarily fear, but concern about caves too. It's going to sound kind of dumb, but um, I'm always really worried about falling, like mm. maintaining my balance because I don't have awesome balance. Yeah, like you got to have dead. good footing. And yeah, it's so hard to to navigate through what's essentially rocky terrain that is also usually super fucking slippery. Mm-hmm. And then to add into that the fact that you can't really see um, that that creates a little bit. And and you don't always have something to grab onto either mm-hmm. because depending on how big the cavern is, you may not have walls to either side of you. So that's something that kind of bothers me about them. And that's something that made me really, really mad at Holly when she just took off and started running. Running like an idiot. Running yeah. a fucking cave. So, I, yeah, that, that was dumb, Holly. God. The, the cave drawing seemed like a silly kind of tool. Um, you know, the mole people didn't do the cave drawing. No, so I never assumed so. there was there was a little like there was a thing in IMDb on goofs that said something about uh, <laughs> they said something about the the cave people, whatever the mole people mole. having done having done this drawing, and I was like, no, they no, they, no, they didn't. What are you fucking retarded? See. I tried to thumb it down, but you can't give a thumbs down unless you actually sign into IMDb, and I'm too lazy to create an account. Let me tell but, you, those mole people are not making art. They yeah. are not making art. No, those are the mole people are people who got lost in that cave several hundred years ago or a thousand years ago. So mm-hmm. if they did do that at any time, it was when they were, so to speak, real people mm-hmm. before they actually got lost. Yeah, it was a really depth. it was a really silly device, the cave drawing. It didn't make any sense. I didn't I mean it didn't it wasn't helpful in any way, but I didn't mind it because honestly it it happens. You know what I mean? Like you stumble across them. I mean And are there really that many the pool of blood also? I mean how that was, does it get there? Why is it there? Are they really just draining people and animals of blood? Because that's a lot of blood. That's yeah, a lot of blood. I kind of, like, I got the feeling that maybe everything just drained in there. Like, maybe they, well, first I was like, did stuff just drain here? Because that's just where stuff drains. Because obviously there were a lot of bones. So, you know, there's been a lot of viscera <laughs> yeah, drained sure. off. Um, and then I was like, maybe they're, like, making soup to save for later. I don't know. Like know. a gazpacho, because it's great. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if that's the case, I'd be pretty upset that this woman jumped into it. Into my soup. Yeah, I was meant to feed us for weeks, you <laughs> dumb bitch. And so I feel again, like, because th- so the moments where she, she's in the blood and then she comes out and her hair is kind of, it kind of turns kind of pink. 
I feel like the fake blood was really fake, but I feel have like you ever put a blonde in to a bunch of blood. I have not. I've seen Carrie it, though. They do it in Carrie. Yes. Ah, what was that though? Pig's blood. Pig's it was blood. not actually, but it wasn't actually pig's blood. It was, what was it? What, would, what did they say in scream? Corn syrup and corn syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Same stuff they use for pig's blood in Carrie. <laughs> what a fucking, what a great villain he was. Fucking ski dollars. I love him. <laughs> Millie. Um, so I think, I'm wondering if at the end she wakes back up in the cave. When she wakes back up in the cave, and I can't remember it, and I probably just need to Google that ending again, if it's before she falls into the pool of blood. So then the pool of blood would just be part of this, like, fever dream that she has. I don't think so. I only read about it. I I didn't actually watch it. But I didn't think – they didn't make it sound that way. They made it sound like when she woke up, she was just still in the cave. In the the cave, yeah. But had already been in the pool of blood. Yeah, yeah, there was – I was cheated out of it. Thanks so much, Hulu America. (laughs) And uh, before they get to the cave, they run into that dead deer, which looked really fake, but gave me some Game of Thrones episode one vibes. It did. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So that was kind of great. Um, So... I do have a problem with how all of these animals end up in the cave. And she said at one point, like, they must be going out to oh, hunt. They leave to hunt and bring them back. Why Why would you think that they would go out to hunt, though? If they had been, if they had evolved to this point, mm-hmm. and they were human beings at some point, and they had evolved to be what they are now, they obviously were trapped. In the cave. I know. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And they're fucking pale as shit. So the, I didn't think they were leaving the cave. They're blind. I would think the light, they'd be really light sensitive. Right. But they and honestly bothered I, by all the lights that they were carrying around. No, well, I mean, if they've gotten to the point where they are completely blind. I mean, Maybe. I okay, but right. I assumed at first, when we first saw Bones, that these are animals that somehow wandered into the cave, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how far down are we now? Like, yeah. She says so, at some point, she said at some point, because when Holly makes a break for it, she says she saw daylight. And Juno's like, we're two miles under the ground. Yeah, which daylight. you wouldn't know because you don't have a map because you didn't prepare for this at all. Well, and I got to say, watching Sarah get out of that cave didn't seem like they were two miles under the ground. Because she saw a light and then she climbed up a little hill. and then Yeah, she but apparently that didn't really happen. I know, right? But not in this version of the movie. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking so, Appalachia. You never know where you are. I guess I did have some questions for you. Did Juno deserve what happens in the end where Sarah, she doesn't? I don't think so. I think, I think that is part of the, the descent into madness that you have um, an incident that was not her fault. Um, in my opinion, I don't think that. But she left her friend to her die fault. alone. But yes, she did leave her alone. But the way that Beth made it sound was, and, and I think part of that was Beth kind of losing it too, which, you know, in fairness, you're dying, you're bleeding yeah. to death. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so, but she made it sound as though it was purposeful. She said she left me, but she also said she did this. Don't trust her. That makes it sound like she fucking murdered you. So I understand Sarah um, having some issues <laughs> with with Juno. But I also think that she wouldn't have believed that her friend would do something that horrible if she hadn't already been going crazy. So I can't say that Juno deserved that because I don't think she did. I think she's just a weak-minded person who made a terrible mistake. Many, many terrible mistakes, quite frankly. 
And why did Sarah keep her? Because she confronts her in a way because she's like, what's happened to everybody else? And she's like, Beth. And Juno's like, she's dead. And Sarah's like, did you see her die? And Juno says yes. And then they fight. She kind of like made a weird naughty face. Okay. You could tell she was struggling. And then they fight. And then they fight the creatures. But then Sarah decides, even though they know that there are more creatures in the cave, now I'm going to fuck with Juno. Yeah. Yeah, it was dumb. I don't know why she kept her around. Um, also, yeah. I, I got it because I didn't think about this until I was just then thinking about Beth. Um, her uh, method of demise oh, with the troubles rock. me. Leah, if we are ever in this situation. Yeah, let's talk about this because I did want to. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I won't kill you. OK, because I don't want you to get eaten by mole people. OK, just. In general, I, I mean, you, I appreciate you've that. said that you don't want to go into caves, and I respect that. It's probably if, safe for mole people. If ever there's a time where some sort of creature is going to eat you, and sure, you, sure. you know, I, I have to kill you, like I'll do it. I'm not gonna crush your skull with a fucking rock. What other options did she have? Woman, the woman couldn't move. She could have just placed her hand over her mouth and nose. <gasps> Fair enough. <laughs> or she was already bleeding to death. You could have just like opened up the hole a little bit or right. cut a wrist. Like She wouldn't have felt it. I guarantee at that point she lost enough blood that she yeah. didn't have any feeling Mine's in her so limbs. Good. You could have just her opened wrist. her up a little more. That's but no, so I'm going to crush your skull. Well, you know, I think about these things. How to save my friends in their time of need. <laughs> so I was going to ask you if you could kill a friend. I guess you've answered that question quite well and thoroughly. And thank you for that. But did, wouldn't you prefer that I kill you in that manner than smashing your head in with a rock? Which who knows if that took the first time. She's been weakened. I mean, she hasn't gotten a ton of oxygen already. She's been fighting off mole people. She hasn't had a power bar in hours, I assume. <laughs> And and she's Christ. like at this point gonna trust her strength to bring down, you know, everything she's got with this rock. She, it probably took her like five blows. Is that what you want, Leah? <laughs> I'm doing this for you. So I would not want you to kill me. I oh. would want to die. Yeah. I don't think I could ever, no matter how much pain I was in, and maybe maybe I shouldn't say this, but I just don't like the idea of suicide or assisted suicide so even if i know i'm gonna die i would probably just say like i want to go i want to live for as long as i can i want to fight for as long as i can i don't think that's what it was about though i, I know she didn't want to be eaten alive by multiple yeah preventing <laughs> her from having that. a worse death i sure i get that would you want so what you're saying is you would never ask it of me so i would just have to take matters into my own hands well, <laughs> so then it's murder but okay <laughs> but no but, one would know because i mean the other part of it is that you're asking your friend to live with the fact that they yeah. killed you. So I was listening to this new podcast today. So the moth introduced this new podcast that for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but it was really good. Uh, confessional maybe, I think. Um, anyway, it's a Not new like podcast. Taxi cab confessional. No, no, no. Okay. It's a new podcast. Um, yeah. The confessional with Nadia Bolzer, Boltz Weber. And she's, interviewing people and they're talk they're telling these things that they have done and the man that she talks to in this episode was really great he well what he did isn't great he was high on drugs and drunk and um long story short because he was a small-time drug dealer his friends who he trusted stole some of his drugs and when he found out what his friend had done 
he was thrown into a rage and he stabbed his friend to death. And he served time for it. And this is him talking about that experience and just the whole thing. And it was really intense. And I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't, that's a completely different situation. But just thinking about killing your friend, like, I wouldn't want somebody who I care about to have to live with that. You know, like, I just don't feel like that's a kindness. I don't think that I would, if I were in Beth's situation, I don't think that I would probably ask you to kill me. I would probably ask you to drag me as far as you could. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, like, you would want to, you would want to fight, like, you would want right. to stay alive. And, and even that I would feel bad about, and I wouldn't, I would never tell you not to leave me. Like, I can definitely tell you that. I, I would not want you to sacrifice yourself staying with me, but I probably would be like, don't leave me alone. Yeah, could you, could you at least just drag me out of the way or like, can like you just see something can you just, so I can die? Exactly. Can you just get me somewhere and yeah. I'll take it from there. Uh, well, if you have a blade, like, I mean, I guess Beth was in a place where she probably couldn't have cut herself, but um, it like, it's a situation where it's like, should I leave, save the last bullets for us? Right. Like, what are we gonna, and actually that's the end of from dusk till dawn when it's Seth and um, the Juliette Lewis characters, George Clooney and Juliette Lewis characters and they're, surrounded by these vamps and she's got a gun and she's like should i save these last bullets for us he's like no you shoot the next motherfucker that comes after you such a great movie um so yeah do you and i guess when i think about it in i and i'm being idealistic about it because who fucking knows in that situation and hope to god none of us is ever in it i would think that i would keep fighting keep fighting keep fighting keep fighting until i can't fight anymore and yeah but i also don't want to put myself in those kinds of situations I mean, are you, do you think you're a fight or flight or a freeze type of person? Um, I fight. I, I definitely, I, I, I tend to, I tend to freeze initially though. Like it does, I, my mind will sometimes kind of click out of place. Um, but I tend to veer towards fight as opposed to flight, which is not necessarily a good thing. I don't think. Um, because maybe you're not assessing the situation to make a good determination of whether fight is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I like think that, I just it's sort of like a, a temper flare, you know. You, you yeah. You just sure, rage. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I got a little bit of a road rage problem too. So, so I, I feel like I would have reacted much the same way as Juno. Um, you know, when when Holly went down, she was like fuck no and just Mm -hmm. reacted and just fought and fought and fought um but then once everything kind of came down she returned to her normal kind of immature self Mm -hmm. of oh wait i can't deal with this situation i gotta take Mm -hmm. off yeah so i'm I'm not saying that i would yeah and i'm not saying i would leave my friend to die like she did but you wouldn't i um i might stab you though if you didn't announce yourself like (laughs) (laughs) when you're in that state you know self-preservation mode yeah I guess I just because you were talking about having dreams where you were fighting somebody and it was getting kind of violent and I do remember when we were I was training a lot like I would go to bed doing combinations in my head and thinking about fighting people and like I felt like I was always ready to fight like it was always on my mind Mm -hmm. and I was talking to somebody the other day because we were talking about haunted I don't know why I'm bringing up haunted houses so much um, and the person I was talking to was like, if I was in a haunted, I don't go to haunted houses because if somebody got in my face, I'd probably punch them. So many people say that and I've never once seen it happen. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's never happened, but it really doesn't happen 
particularly often, especially considering mm-hmm. how many people I've heard say that, because your your mind is in a different state. You know, mm-hmm. you know that somebody's going to jump out and scare you when you're in a haunted house. So yeah. it's not the same. You're thing. prepared. Well, right. then I was I was thinking like maybe I should be thinking about all the worst case scenarios so that I'm prepared in my head so that I am ready to deal with it. I will say this about haunted houses, though, Leah. Yes. I had an experience with a friend in a haunted house where (laughs) we walked into a room and someone had a bone saw going and that friend fucking left me. I did. I I did. So I think maybe we do know what kind of person you are. I mean, when when any kind of power tools are involved, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I didn't. I didn't leave. I didn't leave. I didn't flee. I didn't run. I didn't panic. The I didn't sound punch anyone in the face. I just calmly walked away. <laughs> the sound of it is just terrifying. It's a, yeah, it's a rough sound, but. Ugh. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't really have anything else. I, I, I hope you did. You, I mean, you appreciated it, right? For what it is. Yeah. No. I, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I think there were a couple of good, fun scares. Um, mm-hmm. But without being over the top and obnoxious, um, I really enjoyed the tension, the mood. Um, you, you, to your point about the sound, you know, the the darkness and the silence, mm-hmm. um, all of that I think was was really great. There were, I mean, I kind of mentioned some of the issues that I have, which you know, whatever I have issues with everything, nothing's perfect. Um, but overall, I, I liked I would have liked it a lot more had I gotten to see the actual ending. Because honestly, I liked it all I'm the way so through. I'm so pissed about that. I'm so pissed about And I saw that it. end and was just livid. It was so obnoxious. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. I also, you know, it was, it's interesting that it's a movie with an all-female cast. And I think that's, I, I guess I think that's great. I think it's, I think it's good that we can try that. What I think is great is that within that all female cast, we had a variety of different personalities mm. and relationships. And more than that too, women who were survivors. Yep. Obviously, obviously they didn't really survive to the end, <laughs> but, but these women were strong and brave and looked out for one another, except for Juno, maybe, you know, oh. um, they were fighters. And I, I think in horror movies in particular, women tend to be like just shrieky messes. Not, I mean, if you think about, so think about Scream. Or, well, yeah, well, that's what, it's usually one way or the other. It's either like shrieky messes or the the warrior woman. Mm-hmm. And both of those are ridiculous stereotypes of not real people. And I feel like the women in this movie. They felt real. They felt real with yeah. the exception of her coming up out of the blood and having her like Tomb Raider moment <laughs> but you know there was a male director so I can only assume it's that funny, he decided it's, that was it's cool. funny you said that because isn't there a point at which one of them is like I'm not fucking Tomb Raider like did they make a joke about Tomb Raider yeah when the they movie? were getting ready yeah. to repel down in yeah. there yeah. <laughs> like I'm not fucking Tomb Raider I it's because Beth was stressed out. she was like the whole time like shit 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 that's how I would be like I wouldn't be able to handle it and then Holly just kind of like comes down like a spider just like shoot yeah, I'll the tell you guy. One thing, I sure as shit am nothing like Holly. I mean, <laughs> no. she was when when Sarah's like, I think I found a passage, and Holly just dives in. She's like, I got it. I'm yeah. leading the way. Fuck that. The guy who wrote and directed this movie, um, Neil Marshall, he won an Emmy in 2014 for directing the Watchers on the Wall episode of Game of Thrones. 
Okay. So I feel like good on him. Seems like which he's... which one was that? Was that that wasn't was that the? Hold on. Yeah, which one was that? What season was it? Um, well, it's 2014. Yeah, the Watchers on the Wall. I wonder if that's when they first headed out. 2014 that looks like it would have been season four mm. or no yep it's uh let's see the battle between the night's watch and the wildlings has come yeah okay yeah it's got Jon snow in it well yeah because he was part of the night's watch John, my least favorite fantasy character i should have put him on the list of people i wouldn't want to be in quarantine with john fucking snow I don't know why you wouldn't want to be in quarantine with him. He seems quiet. He'd probably just like lurk somewhere. Be silent, one, let you do your thing. One reason and one reason only. Plus what he's is, like made to serve. I could send him out for coffee. He'd be fine what, with it. What does he greet call it when she, he does that thing to her? Some kind of kiss? I don't know. <laughs> when he goes down on her in the cave. Uh, there's there's, there's something they call it, and she's just like, how do you figure, you know, how do you know how to do that? Like, she just like, that's that's her moment where she's like, she's fucked, she's gonna die because she just fucked this guy. Rules yeah. of the horror film, but yeah, couldn't stand. And him. they're married, so they're in quarantine together right now. Anyway, it's probably mm-hmm. all they're doing. Kids I read me. like after the show ended, I read some awful things. Like he was really struggling with, like he stayed out of the public eye. He was seen a shrink. I think he was really struggling heard- with how people reacted to the end of the show. Yeah, I heard that he kind of fell into some depressive time, which honestly, I don't know how you couldn't experience some of that after just being involved with this show for so long. I mean, this is this was your job for so many years, and it's a pretty intense job. I would have been so depressed. You're all over the place, physically all over the place, and emotionally all over the place, and add into that the fame associated with a show like this, so... Well, I googled Jon Snow kiss, and all I got was Daenerys and Jon Snow kiss. Yeah, fuck that. Do you think it's interesting? I um, the the to go back to the descent that it was based in the Appalachian Mountains that it that were in Appalachia. Like, do you think that there was a reason that the European world decided that Appalachia is where we would find these kinds of mole people? Yeah, I think it was. It's just the trope of it's like a it's like deliverance, right? You go out and or or what's that other one? Wrong turn. Same (laughs) same shit. Same shit. Different movie. Like they're they're adventuring. There's caves in Appalachia, so let's put them in. Let's put them in that place. Um, And yeah, we can have some fun mole people there because I don't know. I I think that that's a really interesting. Um, area I think it's beautiful and I love it and so we can go and go hike and spelunk I'm not going in a cave I will go hiking I, I mean they I have to bring all my gear along and then if we happen to find a cave to dive into you can dive away I'll be staying out I'll be your backup <sighs> sorry I'm not an adventurer I'm not an adventurer I'll hike all day long but I'm not getting into a cave 
They're nice and cool. They're nice and cool. They're, They're full quiet. Of you literally just said, you know that mole people live in the caves. But you got to get down so far, so deep in there to see them. And like, I mean, you know, on the surface. There's no dangers on the surface. Right. <laughs> Except the mole people who come out whenever they come out to catch yeah, the but prey. That was bullshit. That it was. was. That, was that bitch didn't know what she was talking about. She said that they'd come out to hunt. <laughs> All right. Any last words about the descent? I would recommend it again to somebody if they wanted yeah. to see it. Good... I guess the only the only question I have too is I I did read that this uh, came out around the same time as the cave, which I didn't really know much not, about and I haven't seen. Have the cave. Okay, I was I just curious if you had seen it and knew anything. I mean, about. what's it what's it about? A cave. I assume it's about a cave. Um, it sounded like it was something similar to this. The cave. Oh, it's got Piper Parabo. Parabo. Parabo, however you say your name. It's got Morris Chestnut, Cole Hauser. What? Eddie Cibrian, Lena Headey. What okay, the well, fucking... Okay, well, if, if it has Cole Hauser, you know it's going to be good. Eddie Cibrian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it says, bloodthirsty creatures await a pack of divers, divers who become trapped in an underwater cave network. This is definitely a bigger budget film. Uh, yeah, it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's only got 5.1 stars on IMDb and... The other movie had like 7.2. So. There you go. Oh, but look, sex and nudity, none. Yeah, I'm out. None. 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 There was none in this movie. Profanity, mild. I'm out. I'm out. I was just curious because I really didn't. I had heard of it, but I didn't know anything about it. Not interested. And I fuck the descent too. I want the original UK version everywhere just get yeah shitty american bullshit and just pretend like the second movie never even happened you take yeah. a perfectly good movie and you shit all over it i watched like i said it was about 20 minutes of it and it was 20 minutes of absolute tripe it was just crap that's about how far i got into it too yeah but isn't there who's in that though there's somebody oh that's right you said it was a uh, prince charming prince charming there he is josh dallas yeah what a guy. What a guy. And I assume he was killed probably not long after I clocked out. Probably. <laughs> clocked out. <laughs> so it's done. Clocking in and out of movie. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for watching. It was a lot of fun. I'll be yeah. interested to see what you pick next time. Yeah. Kind of scared. I know. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. The Movie Virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. Uh, it was the Lord's kiss, the Lord's kiss. That's what Jon Snow did to Egret in that cave. Dirty, stinky bastards. Nasty. They're doing nasty sex stuff to each other. It's good. It's good. I like it. I like it. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, next week we have for you Prisoners. With Hugh Jackman, who is huge and jacked, like his name implies. Uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal and Viola Davis and Terrence Howard and many, many more people. So, anyway, uh, that's a fun one. That'll be good. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope y'all are having good, safe times out there. Safe sex. Safe mask-wearing sex. I don't know. I, it's Sunday night, guys. I'm feeling real weird. <laughs> I've only had, like, two, two sips of wine. Anywho, um, wherever you are listening, 
please to describe to subscribe and um you know i think on the apple podcast is where we would love it if you would rate us or review us i only realized recently that you can't rate podcasts on spotify that's what i am seeing it sounds it seems really fucked but uh yeah i don't think that's a thing so anyway uh, apple podcasts ratings and reviews subscribing everywhere if you would be so kind um so yeah Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers.